real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. Ooh, I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish and Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? All right. Hello. <laughs> hey, well, actually, it's the morning for me. It's like the uh, evening for you, right? Uh, no, no, I don't know. Today it's 4 p.m., 4 10 p.m. for me. Oh, okay, well, a little, little late uh, afternoon. Um, I have Ivan with me today, guys, and welcome everyone that listened to me on Spotify and all platforms. Um, Ivan is from Kiev, Ukraine, and he is a a presenter, radio host, and a prof- and also a showman. Um, you have done over three hundred and something events around the world, about seven different countries. Yep, yep, what, yep. Totally right. That's really dope. What is what is it like? Do you like stage events, like uh, for parties, or what? What, what kind of work is that? <laughs> what kind of events? Your main question. First of all, uh, if you are talking about Ukraine, it's more weddings. It's quite uh-huh. popular in Ukraine to celebrate weddings. I don't know how it's, it happens in your country. So mm-hmm. uh, in Ukraine, most of uh, the events from this list, it's weddings. Next step, it's uh, corporate parties or private parties. Let's imagine that Google decided to make up their private party and invite uh, all their employees to this party. So it's I could be uh, a host for uh, this party. And if you are talking about um, some events abroad, uh, it's more about conferences, meetups, uh, and everything that could be connected with IT technology, marketing, affiliate marketing. That's all. Wow. Okay. So that's dope. So has... uh... Any, so in your work, has, has the war, the conflict in Ukraine, has that affected anything? Um, do you have totally, to Totally, totally, because everything is stopped. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe yesterday I had conversation with the man from Nigeria. We are talking in general about sometimes uh, about something. And uh, I suppose that mostly people don't understand that happens in Ukraine. So, for example, like it for how it happens, how it happens for you. It's like yeah, it's like maybe war, maybe some tents, maybe some somebody Russia bombs us, but it it stopped. Everything was stopped. So for a long time, uh, people uh, couldn't buy something uh, in markets. Yeah, I'm talking about groceries. Now it's fine if you are talking about Kiev or big cities where. Uh, active war, hot war stops. But if you are talking about east part of Ukraine, uh, now Russia and Ukraine have a big battle there. Okay. 
thank you so much um, for that. So, so you you mentioned because I was going to ask you about the east part of the Donbass region, um, the Lugans uh, and the, the Dunguns. If I'm pronouncing those words correctly, I'm American, so forgive me. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So, have you? Are you? So, so what we don't know in America, well, a lot of people don't know, but people that only have Slavic connections or they read up on things. There has been a civil war there since the Maidan revolution or, or coup. Everybody has two different versions of what that, that revolution was called. Um, and there was, has been the eight war, eight year war, civil war, which is something I want to talk about before we get into Russia to give uh, my mm-hmm. audience a nuance. And like I said, for the listeners, there are two different, uh, point of views from my understanding there's, there's always three so we this is all the two different point of views one, one one point of view will call it a revolution the other point of view will call it a coup i also have been calling it a coup as well because of it being u.s backed but i would love to hear um what was your experience living in kiev which is the damn capital um of how this went down <laughs> in the beginning we are t- now uh, you're asking about 2014 or 2022 yes. let's go 2014. to 2014 first before we go into 2022 yes thank okay. you okay uh, so uh, what was uh, maybe you don't know but before 2014 but all this revolution started in the end of uh, uh 213 uh, before mm-hmm. it, our country were more pro-Russian. I don't know okay. how it could name in the right way. Our country were more pro-Russian because all our presidents and this president, Viktor Yanukovych, uh, that uh, his, uh, was now his in illegal president yep, of mm-hmm. Ukraine, uh, he was more pro-Russian and uh, he pushed Ukraine to be more closer to Russia. But our people, our citizens decided that it's a bad idea. Like, oh no, we don't want to be like close to Russia. Our vector, our main point of uh, invention and everything that we want to have in the future, it's close to Europe, European Union, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And in 2013, our people understand, understand, in that moment, they understood that everything is uh, has to be close to European Union. And uh, all this revolution uh, started uh, after Yanukovych started to, um, they started in the beginning, revolution had started because uh, Yanukovych wrote some papers about, uh, about close our way to European Union and be more close to Russia. And then people started to protest against it. Then uh, it was a lot of... Uh, points in this revolution uh, that Yanukovych and his team uh, shoot uh, in people and you know that more than 100 people died and uh, in that moment I remember that I was I used to be a student and uh, it was horrible for us because it happened in two metro underground station above above us so uh, we were afraid uh, and uh, we were we didn't want we we didn't know what to do okay now all right i'm gonna have to take i'm gonna take my camera off briefly just so the internet could uh 
I took off my whole entire thing. Let me just take off the camera part, not that. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that should be able to help make the internet catch up a little bit. But I'll I'll be right back for guys that are viewing. Um, so yeah, this is exactly what I've uh, researched and what I've studied. Um, I've sat in Zoom calls with people from the Donbass as well too, and they they're they have given a perspective of that that the Russian speaking Ukrainians, um, they were pro Russian because of they were against the meddling that the United States was giving. And then on the other side, the hand for for the uh the Western side, the like Kiev and everything, they were saying that we wanted to be a part of the EU. Um they were also saying that they didn't trust what Russia's uh wanted they didn't know what russia was going on um and they did not trust the president that was elected and this coup started um so and this is a way to regain back what ukraine wants this is what the people in the west were telling me and then the people in the east were saying no this is this is a this is a regime change this is a u.s backed regime change that is trying to um usurp um, what Ukrainians want, and it. Uh, what I'm hearing is that there is a division within Ukraine, which clearly is now that you know I'm hearing about. There's republics within the Donbas and Lugas regions um, that want to be independent, and this bloody war that started before Russia even invaded. Um, how what was that like for you? Were you were there any conflicts that you've seen, or if you were fortunately um not able to you were fortunately not able to witness any of that um is those conflicts that they are saying where there's 14,000 people within the eight year span basically what i'm asking um is that an over exaggerated number or is there so, another uh, story to it <laughs> so let's 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 pro uh, i i want to divide your question maybe on several yeah, yeah. questions i, I just asked a lot <laughs> Because it would be quite easy to answer for me. For example, yes. let's start from the beginning. If I, underst I understood you in the right way, you yes. asked me. Uh, first of all, I want to um, make some uh, all this uh, uh, dividing of Ukraine that we have east part, west part, mm -hmm. central part, and all all the time in all Russian news they try to call Donbass. Donbass, Donbass, Donbass. It's it's like it's not a part of Ukraine. But guys, Donbass it's part of Ukraine. But mm -hmm. it was like uh, part of Russian propaganda to push from our uh, from 1991 when uh, uh, Ukraine. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, become independent. Uh, in 1991, uh, Russia started this propaganda that Donbass is part close to Russia. But all the time, Donbass uh, was like part of Ukraine. Donbass is part of Ukraine now, but occupied part of Ukraine. So uh, I made uh, notice about your previous speech. And now, uh, could you please repeat your question so I could answer correctly? Uh, yes, no problem. Thank you. Um, for for clearing that up for me, uh, my my question was that um, what I am hearing from 
from um, Russian speaking Ukrainians is that that they have lost 14,000 lives within the civil war and it's the Azov battalion and other uh, right set the right sector um, other actors from the, the Kiev regime that it's a part of right now we have a Zelensky a part of the, who's the president right now um, they're basically saying that they have been into an eight-year war um, is that is that a correct is that correct that uh, it has so, been that so, okay uh, if uh, I understand you right, your yes. friend, Russian-speaking Ukrainian, or I don't know who... Well, they're was. not my friends. It's just that it was a Zoom it's, call yeah, okay. I was in. Okay, okay, it's fine. Like, I could yeah. call him your guest, okay? Your okay. guest told that um, for the last eight years, Donbass lost 40,000 people, yeah? Because of rights. rights uh, 14,000, right? yes. 14? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, I can't correctly answer you about amount of people uh, mm -hmm. that were uh, that died in this uh, situation. But in general, if we are talking about huge this problem, let's look how it started. It started in 2014 after revolution. After this revolution, Russia started uh, this small invasion, yeah, from that part, and in that moment. I know this statistic uh, that uh, in that moment in Donbass, uh, more than 60% people want to be Russia. Like we are talking about the next public, uh, the next DPR and uh, LPR. I don't yes. know how to translate. Republic, yep. So in that moment, in the end of uh, 2014, a lot of people want to be part of Russia. But it yeah. was like... Uh, uh, like way of propaganda, of Russian propaganda. And in that moment, uh, our army, our military was broken because all these politicians like Yanukovych and all these bad guys that were ruled, our, our president, our premier minister, this party, Regione Party, the, the original name is Party Regionov, uh, mm -hmm. they ruined our army. So we, we, we couldn't protect our territory because eight years ago we didn't have an army at all. Correct. What, like uh, what it was, ten tanks or uh, one javelin, <laughs> what it was. So <laughs> and all this narrative, like where have you been for eight years? Because uh, while Ukraine bombed Donbass, Ukraine didn't bomb Donbass. It's like the main idea. Russia started their invasion eight years ago. They invade, Russia invaded Ukraine from this uh, Donbass and Lugansk region and started and occupied this territory. So all the time, maybe you don't know, but um, Ukraine sent a lot of requests to OON, its uh, OON uh, organization, uh, European nation, maybe, yeah? United European Nation. It's the correct name of this uh, organization. United Nations, yeah. To United Nations, uh, Ukraine sent a lot of requests to United Nations to make, to sort out with this conflict in diplomatic way. Let's mm -hmm. sit on the table and discuss everything that happened because you, Russia, like invaded our country. But Russia uh, denied all the time all this. Uh, arrangement and denied all these 
request. So Ukraine uh, didn't do something because Russian demand, because Russia okay. demand. Uh, so it's for about you mentioned uh, fourteen thousand people that were died. I don't know exactly how many people died, but could you imagine that it's war? And if you want to protect your territory, you um, have to kill Russian troops. <laughs> okay, I totally understand what you're saying there. I totally get what you're saying there. Um, I did. I did not know you're saying that basically Russia was occupying the west region of no not the west the eastern region of Ukraine uh for the past 8 years even before 2020 when they went on a full conflict. Uh, uh, small uh, small notion maybe they not for uh, last 8 hour, uh, 8 years they occupied it within 2014 2015 and stopped because our army started to protect uh, this territory. I suppose that if they um, had more plans, they could invade more, but they stopped. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is me being an American, and I'm glad that I have you on because I've heard that, that story, and... And now I hear what you're saying with Russia was always involved. Um, I've I've saw that you 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 mentioned that it was very popular that they wanted to be a part of Russia, and it's about a good percentage in the eastern region, which is um, something that I've also have read up and seen as factually true. Um, especially with Crimea, Crimea actually voted to be a part of Russia after the Maidan revolution happened but uh, i suppose that you know that with crimea were the same uh, the same situation that russia started to occupy crimea because mm -hmm. uh, in crimea in that moment after this revolution were a lot of troops and soldiers without any sign on their kit as on their equipment it was and it was quite funny about putin's uh, propaganda because uh, a lot of news and report, uh, journalists asked Putin uh, have you sent your like soldiers to Russia and he uh, like denied this um, idea in in two weeks uh, reporters uh, in two weeks after that situation reporters asked Putin like Putin uh, it's your troops with this sign no 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 it's not our troops it's like uh, Def the territorial defense of Crimea. And then in two months, he answered like, yes, we sent our troops to protect and to help Crimea to choose their right way. But the last thing about Crimea, could you imagine how you have to vote if you have a lot of soldiers, a lot of troops in your territory, in your city, in your close to your homes, and mm -hmm. you know they are for Russia and how you would vote and uh, what would you think and uh, how you have to vote in this situation if it's a lot of people close to you with machine guns. So what I'm hearing is that, putting it on my perspective, that the Western Ukraine is pro-Ukraine. Yes, and the ah. eastern Ukraine is pro-Russia. Uh, 
it's not like it's a huge uh, stereotype in general like if we want to divide ukraine but i don't want to divide ukraine you want to keep uh, ukraine uh, ukraine i don't want to uh, divide ukraine especially after this full, full invasion because mm-hmm. now all um, i support that before 2014 mm-hmm. we could divide ukraine like west part is more pro uh, pro ukrainian pro uh, european pro close to europe this central part kiev uh, charkas odessa it's like 50 50 like we are pro ukrainian but maybe pro russian and all eastern is part were close to russia but it's like regular situation like uh, when you're close to some country you would have relationships maybe jobs maybe something that would you would have some relationships with this country close to your region but after 2014 a lot of things changed in our life could you hear me because you yeah i can hear yeah. you yeah everything is fine uh, after 2010 a lot of things changed has changed they have changed all the situation all this invasion a small invasion in 2014 mm-hmm. and in 2000 uh in 2022 when they started full war now uh, i don't know who could be for russia if you understand that my parents city uh, like uh, were blocked for maybe two or three weeks uh, russia put uh, these smiles on uh, our country and our our country and to our city. So I don't know how you could be pro-Russian and live in Ukraine now. Okay. And which region is your parents from? Are they... Uh, in- I suppose that it's close um, Kiev and uh-huh. uh, close to upper than Kiev is Chernigiv. Chernigiv is, uh, has uh, this border with Belarus and Russia. So it's close okay. to Belarus and Russia. So like near Mirapol or something? Or is Mirapol... No, no, no. Yeah. If you could, let's, uh, let's have... No this. problem. Just trying to make sure I understand. <laughs> I suppose that it's quite easy to write this mm-hmm. situation. So it's H, K, M. So if you could see that H it's Chernigiv, got you. It's a part close to Russia and Belarus. Kiev it's a little bit uh, in the bottom part, and Mariupol it's close to uh, each part of Russia. And this part, the oh, so this part it's all Russia. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Mariupol gotcha. is uh, in the bottom of Ukraine. Okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much for that clarification. Um, yeah. So. So you're giving me, because what I have heard from Americans is a similar perspective of what you're giving me from Americans that only watch like CNN and other stuff like that. This is a brand new perspective for me because you are actually from Ukraine and you are from the, uh, you are from Kiev. So Uh, I want to ask you about CNN. CNN Yeah, yeah, sure. More pro Russian or more pro pro United States related? Um, look, CNN does what it wants, bro. <laughs> I can't tell you if I wanted to tell you, man. 
CNN does what it was. That's the best thing I could give you. One moment they're like this, the next minute they're like this. And I don't think they even know what is going on because uh-huh. our our media is controlled by a handful of companies and they all give their own perspective. My mm-hmm. issue is that I fear that, and I hear what you're saying, and I fear that my government is using your country to start a big scale war and they are using the lives of your people just for their agenda so they can get Russia. And it seems like exploitative. It seems like colonizing. And that's my biggest worry for Ukraine as a whole, besides y'all differences, because that's y'all differences. Whatever y'all got to deal with, that's y'all. Whatever I have to deal with with here, that's us. But I think my country is exploiting Ukraine. Uh, I heard a lot of uh, points about it, that we are... Uh, supported by United States and the mm-hmm. United States use our uh, country to reach their own targets or right. points. But history. I, I, I can't answer you, answer you correctly on this question because I'm not a politician, I'm right. not in some party, but like me, like a regular Ukrainian, Work, regular working I, guy. <laughs> yeah, regular working guy, I could tell you one more thing that now. We are trying to protect our country. I don't know what would happen in one week, day, 10 minutes, because all this uh, wind alert all the time, because we have special application to uh, control when Russia could uh, send missiles for our city. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what would be when we, uh, when we win this war. But as for now, I support if United States wanted to start a huge war against, okay, let's start from what? Uh, it's war uh, United States against Russia, yep? Yeah. Uh, you know that now uh, you heard about Russian losers or not? I've heard about Russian losing, but they're getting a lot of territories in the West. So that doesn't not not in the West, in the East. So that doesn't sound like losing to me. Zelensky uh, calling for soldiers, soldiers and troops. Yes, because you guys are getting a lot of weapons from the U.S. I've heard about that, and they're being able so to use them use to kill more Russian like, soldiers. If Ukraine could buy, could beat, and could hit Russian. Uh, troops and soldiers what right. the reason like why okay like your idea that uh, United States could send Ukrainians to have a war against Russia to start something bigger or stop well you know my issue is that I've seen this before with covering foreign policy and the United States has always used the lives of other smaller countries as a scapegoat for their agenda. So that's my biggest fear for Ukraine um, as of right now. <laughs> uh, I I can't answer you about uh, these big ideas, maybe Masons who control right. all this. Now I'm talking directly about the situation from uh, civilian in mm-hmm. Kiev. Ukraine try to protect their territory. We don't have a lot of tanks or ma- not machine guns, all these uh, tanks or what else? It's javelins or something mm-hmm. that Great Britain, uh, Poland uh, and different uh, countries 
fantastic because yeah. we need this. Um, Israel also sent you our weapons too. But, huh? Israel has also sent you weapons as well too in the past. So um, we yeah. need these weapons to protect our territory. What would happen after it? I don't know. Maybe Russia would put set a nuclear bomb. I hope not, and I don't. I, I don't honestly think that's going to be the case, and I, I, I really hope that that's that never happened. Like I said, I was incorrect. Um, I'm on the record here with my own show. People have also said, just say you were wrong, Jamar, because they got me on one thing that I said that Russia wasn't going to invade, and they did. And now you're telling me that they have also had some occupational type of stance for the past eight years, which I can see happening easily, especially with how things got a little bit out of hand. Oh, not, I mean a little bit out of hand. It got very out of hand where Ukrainians are killing Ukrainians for the past eight years. So my next question is that in Kiev, um, at first, this is, we're going to go to CNN and all these other media outlets that have been incorrect about what's going on there. They said there was a conflict around Kiev and Ukraine was holding Kiev very strongly. And now they're saying that they were never there. And the, the real conflict is in the Donbass region, which is correct. The conflict has also been always been in Donbass region. So it took you see how inconsistent they are. They take forever to actually tell a partial truth, which is confusing a lot of Americans. So is is the West? My question is: Is the West is especially around the capital? Is it other? Is it under threat, or are they only around with Azov Battalion and other right sectors are at? Uh, if you don't mind, I repeat your question. If yeah, I no understand problem, you right, so to answer you correctly, your question about uh, about now, about nowadays, is mm -hmm. this conflict, uh, this war, this war, it's close to Kiev or it's close to East Park? Yep. Yes. So, uh, first of all, uh, in February, 24th of February, uh, Russia started to bomb Lviv, Kiev, uh, uh, Odessa, and mm -hmm. all big cities in Ukraine. So, and their main target, like uh, social media and uh, uh, different um, uh, people from... Uh, uh, intelligence and uh, exploration uh, told us that they plan to take Kiev in three days. Okay. That was Russian plan. Okay. So and it failed? Uh, huh? It failed. Yep. Clearly, it failed. Yeah. And yeah, because clearly. I could communicate with you and I have this flag, uh, <laughs> you <got your> flag <laughs> on yeah. the back. <laughs> so, uh, next one, uh, maybe for the next one month, we had a lot of uh, horrible war, uh, horrible conflicts close to Kiev and uh, on this uh, Chernigiv part and sometimes upper than Kiev because mm -hmm. they started to push their soldiers from Belarus. Right. Okay. So, but, but, but for now, for now, we have a big conflict close to Crimea and close mm -hmm. to from east part to this Crimea uh, part. So it's like mm -hmm. east, uh, eastern north, maybe north. Uh, yeah, east uh, 
south, east, south part of Ukraine. Okay. So so basically it's mostly in the east right now. They they fell mostly trying Mostly and to... this and it it's not like it was 8 years ago. It's uh harder a lot of losses from Russian part and uh, a lot of people died right now while, while they're speaking. Okay. Now so what I'm hearing is that it, it kind of saddens me because knowing the history, like even the Orthodox, the Orthodox Church, if I said that right, uh, the Russian Orthodox, Orthodox yep. Church started in Kiev a long time ago. So there's definitely a a, a a connection of like how Russia and Ukraine is kin. Is there any way that is it is it Putin that you feel that is the reason why Russia and Ukraine can't be friends? Because Putin has been has been in power for a long time. We get that for 20 years. So basically majority of my life, um, he's either been a prime minister or he's been the president. And um, do you think that it's, there is a way that example, Russia and Ukraine have a brotherhood again? It's uh, about your previous point about Putin yeah. for 20 years. Could you imagine that for the last 20, uh, 20, yeah, 20 years uh, in the US, uh, it's, it was a lot of different presidents, yep? Yeah, we we get new presidents almost every four to eight years. Yes, in the same the same story in Ukraine for the last twenty years, we had uh, we had five different presidents. Right, five different presidents for the last. And let's glance on Russia. Twenty years, yeah. one president. Yeah, uh, 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 it's something. Do you do you feel it? It's like something. Yeah, something horrible. Well, video. you know, I will have to talk to because I have spoken to my Russian friends, and they have told me that they have reelected him multiple times. But I'm not there. I know what election fraud looks like. I get all that. I'm not pro Putin. I understand what I, I I see both sides in this. To tell you the truth, um, when when I hear about NATO. NATO is a is an organization that I don't have to explain NATO to anybody in the viewers. They have heard it 24-7 if you listen to me. Um, NATO is expanding, and I can see why they see that as a threat because it looks like they're going towards Russia, which they have been talking about since the 90s before Putin even got into power. But what I disagree with the fact is you're using NATO as a reason to invade Ukraine. That is my issue with that. I, as heard, well. I suppose that you heard about uh, Finland and uh, Sweden that they uh, sent their application form to be part of NATO. Yes, and now NATO is getting so, stronger. But I have an issue with that. I got to tell you, I do not. I am not pro NATO at all, Ivan, because they have toppled governments, um, sovereign governments. And they are instead of being instead of them being used as a defense as they claimed they were against the Soviet Union, I'm seeing more and more of them being offensive and being colon, colonization them lies. Which is I kind of agree with Macron, who has just did a speech yesterday about how the EU should probably make an army or something like that, basically making the adjacent sector from um, um, NATO. I kind of agree with that, but. I do see NATO as an issue, which is why I just like, bro, like, I feel like they're using Ukraine as a proxy. And it bothers me that they're doing this. Like, if if this is true, it's, it's bothering me. <laughs> uh, it, it bothers you that Russia, sorry, I have. No problem. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so what bothers you that? 
I think the existence of NATO is the reason why Russia is uh, being what Russia is doing right now. Basically, what I'm saying. I'm not condoning because I don't like war. I'm anti. I'm anti-war. I feel like this could be settled in a different way. I wish that ethnic-speaking Russians in Ukraine could sit down with Ukrainian-speaking Ukrainians and everyone just have a conversation and agreement and democracy. But in the real world, humans are humans, and that's not how it's going to go down. So I'm totally against what, what Russia is doing right now because it has made the problem absolutely worse, even though I get the reason, basically. <laughs> uh, you know, I suppose it's first war uh, that I remember, but I'm 28, I haven't remembered so many wars, that you could, uh, uh, you could indicate what's black and what's white. Right. What's white and what's black. But uh they started uh they tried to change something something and it's mm -hmm. like yeah i'm talking about russia but russia mm -hmm. started to call black white and white black but it's not mm -hmm. and i don't want to have this big conversation and uh, uh, make conflict with the russians about it today i um, had conversation with one of my acquaintance from russia he's my colleague and he started mm -hmm. to, uh, and it's like typical narrative from all Russian people. Like, you know, uh -huh. that we are friends, we are like Russia and Ukraine, we are brothers. You yeah. know, everything would be fine. Yeah. Uh, and we would meet again and celebrate uh, Victory Day. And no, guys, you didn't feel that way? It's different, it's different now? It's different now because it was, I told you that it, it's like stereotype of post-Soviet Union people. Now, uh -huh. I don't know, uh, I don't know anyone who want to be in friend with Russian. I'm talking about my Ukrainian friends. Right. right. Nobody, it's nobody want to have some kind of, it's, it's not like, for me, it's not a beef. I don't want to prove something to them. I don't right. want to okay. communicate with, I don't know what they want. Okay, well, and and then let's go into the the elephant in the room. I want to save this for you know the ending. Okay. Um, they are talking. I have seen even even myself. Um, I have to tell you, man. I have seen it even on even if you Google search, if you look up Azov Battalion and other other military sectors. I'm not saying the whole military. It's not the whole military. It's just certain parts. They have Nazis in them. And they have Russia has been using that as another defense, which I, I would like for your perspective on that. Do you do you see any uh, Nazis entities or heard of any Nazi entities within the military? Uh, I, or within the I, government? I heard a lot about these Nazis, the science or something, and uh -huh. Russian use you and use use it like its way of propaganda. But yeah. let me explain you some situation about pro-Nazi uh, party in Ukraine and pro-Nazi organization in Ukraine. Okay. In Ukraine, uh, each uh, four years, like in the U.S., we mm -hmm. have this, uh, uh, let me correct, election now, um, elect, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, every four years, we have this special election. On this election, 
pro-Nazi party can't reach more than 5% of votes from the whole Ukraine. More than 5 they can't reach more than 5%. How and you could imagine my... that uh, it's, it's yeah. not... Maybe some, you know, that now Ukrainian army, National Guard, as National Guard, we have part National Guard, we have this Azov, all this, uh, like a lot of uh, fake stories about Azov battalion or battalion or button. It's, well, uh, I would like to know when you Google it, it says it in the description that they're a neo Nazi affiliate. It says uh, it in the description. What it's, I, I want to lead something and uh, I want to okay. pass on uh, something to you that now in Ukraine, our territory is protected by different battalions and National Guard and mm -hmm. uh, a private security. So, for example, if I mm -hmm. To create my own battalion, I invite you, I invite my dog and my wife, and uh -huh. we're a small battalion to protect Ukraine. What mm -hmm. we would use, how we would fight, how we would shoot, it's uh, I, I can't tell you for each battalion in Ukraine. Uh -huh. I know that in general, our people. Uh, we don't have all this Nazi sign or something that's right. shown right. in the Russian news. And and um, so I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, Ukraine is not a Nazi country at all. And but and, and I agree with you on the fact that you said that this is like a five percent influence, which is correct. A lot of people have said that, like within the coup, within the coup or the revolution, whatever anybody want to call it, you have seen a lot of people that were not affiliated. It was a majority of just working people that just wanted change. And then there also was a good percentage of some people that had far right wing tendencies. Um, and the only issue is that some of them had power in the military, which is why I see why for the past few years, New York Times was saying that maybe they're all Nazis. And now New York Times is recanting that. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting nuanced conversation to have but is it true my my main question is it true that now they're taking away uh russian uh history from the curriculum are they banning people from speaking russian in certain areas this is what i'm hearing in the u.s and actually so, testimonies uh, from eastern easterners that have told me this as well too um so i just wanted to hear your perspective on it is there a russophobic culture basically what I'm asking that is building in Ukraine. In Ukraine? Yes. So uh, your question, um, does, does Ukrainian, do Ukrainian push other Ukrainian to speak Ukrainian or are we are talking about all yeah. citizens? Of the what I'm asking about, is there a nationalism within Ukraine that is being forced to be russophobic? Among, among our citizens. Okay. It's my question. It's about among yeah, yeah. our citizens. Yeah? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. And, and you, yeah. So, um, I suppose that now in Ukraine we have two ways of uh, pro uh, of Ukrainian streams. Yep. It's mm -hmm. soft part of Ukrainian and uh, maybe strong part of Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. But uh, in general, all of us. We have the same idea. We wanna won uh, and we will won in this war. But mm -hmm. 
uh, if we are talking, I can't tell you for each people uh, and for every people uh, in my country. But as for me, my, for example, my wife, she's from Kramatorsk. Kramatorsk is in this Donbass region. Mm-hmm. So she regularly, she speaks Russian. Mm-hmm. I mostly in my life, I, as for now, I speak more Ukrainian. And mm-hmm. it's not a big deal for me. I don't uh, uh, offend her and insult <laughs> her that she has to speak Ukrainian because right. we are Ukrainian. No, it's right. her to choose. Okay, thank you for that. That's a very honest answer. You know, I didn't know I didn't know your wife also spoke Russian, and, and she's ethnic. She's ethnic Russian from 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 the east, right? Or she just she's not. He's ethnic, from, she, but he currently okay. he's here. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, because that's what you know. Ivan, I'm very glad I was able to get you on because this is what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? And I want to hear perspectives because I've I've heard perspectives. From um, a lot of Americans, they don't even know the demographics of Ukraine and how Ukraine has a a nuanced history. They only hear that Russia is bad, all of Ukraine is good. There's all these these the, everyone in Ukraine um, are are being um, destroyed and killed and bombed. There's a whole genocide. Our president even said that. Our president is saying that there's a genocide going on. And yeah. that's a very big... You you agree with him? Uh, with my president or with your president? Oh, my president. I, I, I think he's I'm talking about, more fetched. I'm talking about President Zelensky. That Zelensky told yeah. that uh, Russia made genocide uh, in Ukraine and it's far. It's true. So you feel that Russia is, is, is uh, genociding Ukrainians? Totally. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so let's get on Zelensky. Um, so Zelensky is Jewish. He is from the Eastern region, right? He's from the Donbass. So he is an uh, ethnic Russian speaking Jew. Krivorok is close to Donbass, yeah. And so he's an ethnic speaking Russian. Uh, yep. He confuses me, bro. I'm not going to lie because I've I've done a lot of research on him. And when he was in the campaign, he got voted in because he showed he wanted peace and the guy before him who was the interim president from the revolution slash coup he uh, lost by a landslide so that shows unity within ukraine because they were able to basically vote in a russian-speaking uh ukrainian who is also jewish that wanted peace that shows that ukraine wants to unite i just want people to understand that (laughs) ivan's like yes exactly (laughs) Yeah, and it's a lot of uh, stereotypes that, or he pretended to be Jewish. He pretended to. Um, now, when our president has conferences, and you uh-huh. know that now he has a lot of conferences in Ukraine, and uh, um, mostly in his life now, he used or English or Ukrainian language. So he doesn't but speak maybe, Russian anymore. He, uh, he chooses he, not to. He could. He could, he could, but yeah. uh, uh, one month ago, he has a press conference with Russian journalists and uh, he was speaking Russian. And in one moment, he uh, forgets some Russian words and it's quite oh, fine. Really? Because, I don't know, uh, Jamar, how many languages could you speak? So in America, we only speak one language, bro. We're taught to uh, only general, speak English. You know only English, yeah? <laughs> 
Yeah, generally, yeah. For example, you guys know more than one. <laughs> I know Ukrainian, Russian, and English. Yeah. And yeah. if I speak, uh, if I speak Ukrainian for let it be one month only Ukrainian, and then you ask me to have conversation in Russian, right? It's like it's fine, and uh, I suppose that I would forget some words in Russian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's fine, but Russian, they don't understand that maybe he plays this role that he forgets Russian language. No, like yeah. you try to speak one month only in English and they try to change to Ukrainian. Okay, I get that. What do you, so are you pro Zelensky at this point with everything that's going on or do you think he could do better? Because I feel like he fell jaw with, offering up peace i don't think i haven't seen anything of him trying to keep ukraine united with this whole civil war going on what is that's just my uh criticism of him but what do you think about him do you think he's doing the best he could could you repeat your question because i didn't hear oh no problem sir um so i was just saying that my issue with Zelensky is that i feel like he hasn't accomplished anything with trying to bring peace into ukraine and now it's gotten worse and I just wanted to know, what do you think about his performance as being president? You know, he's not a politician. He's a comedian. And do you think he's doing good or? Uh, it's uh, one of the narratives from Russia. Maybe you're pro-Russian politic from the United States. <laughs> no, I mean, but, no. no, no it's fine, it's fine. Uh, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it's like, uh, you know, maybe it's his brought not cons uh-huh. because in each situation when you have to do something now Zelensky thinks like a regular person mm-hmm. like not like politician like you and me if you understand that if somebody uh, hits you you don't mm-hmm. have to uh, try to hey could you help me to uh, to rescue my bound or I don't know no, you have no. to hit in the answer you like no, no. you behave like regular person you do what you have to do okay it's like it's his pros I agree with that um I'm gonna give you equivalent two names Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump um these were two men that talk and act like normal people would act. You have a wild person personality, and then you'll have a rational personality. Bernie Sanders was the most rational one. And they didn't give you politician answers. They gave you real answers. They gave you how they felt. And that's what made a lot of Americans on both sides try to vote them in. So that's what you're saying, what Zelensky is. He's the type of guy that is just a real guy. It's not going to sugarcoat anything he's going to give you the real okay i can, I can see why he's very uh likable okay i see that <laughs> i i mean look that's that's usually what we want especially me and you as working people we don't want anyone to just like be uh a politician we want them to actually be real talk to us you don't give us what you really think don't give us what uh, your people told you to say <laughs> because uh, time has changed yeah. And uh, now if you would watch some press conferences of Russian president watch on uh, watch on it it's like it's 
this uh, long table, yeah. all this size, these like jackets and here, Russia. Let's uh, glance on our president and let's glance or, for example, I, I don't know, but I saw these photos when Biden was in Poland, when uh -huh. he ate with uh, soldiers. Yep, it was like the same situation or it was a lot of photos that he um, communicated with people. And let's glance on Zelensky. Uh, Zelensky. Zelensky could be in like regular T-shirt. Right. He's wearing shorts. Like you and me, yep. He looked like he just came from a golf game or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're getting down to the to the to the wire. And listen, um, I really do appreciate you coming on here, giving your perspective because I think it's so important. Two reasons why: one, because you're a working class guy, and you're not in the swamp. Two, because you want your you want to feel protected. You want to be able to protect yours and mine. And you're going off of your full acknowledgement of what's going on, and you're not repeating points that people are trying to tell you. That's two things why I respect the fact that you came out here. And from from people in my audience, they're going to hear this and they're going to be like, okay, well, what is the solution? What do you think is the solution that that for, for this whole conflict with the U.S. involved, with Russia involved, with Ukraine being split right now? How can... What do you think can be done? I know this is a big question because it's so complicated, but what do you think could be done to you? Uh, you know, uh, it will be my personal idea, and I suppose that um, in the end of all this story, uh, eventually, uh, eventually uh, we win, first of all. Uh, mm -hmm. We will have all our territories. Uh, Russia would forget about uh, Ukraine for 100 years. Let it be 100 years because my children uh, have to be uh, happy. So, and we, in one year, we, uh, we will join the European Union. That's all. I'm okay. not talking about NATO because it's... Uh, our president uh, said it, that it's not about NATO. We uh, we don't consider joining mm -hmm. NATO. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ivan, for coming on, man. Thank you so much. Um, for everyone that's listening, I'm going to have his information come up. Uh, on your professional side, I know we just had a whole political discussion, but is there any, any events or anything that you would like to shout out? Because this is also an artist podcast. Jamar, <laughs> uh, thank you a lot. My pleasure that you invited me. It mm -hmm. was a huge interest in uh, conversation. Uh, I'm quite uh, uh, happy that I spent this one hour with you. Stay oh, yes. tuned. Thank, thank you. Peace, brother. Peace. And everybody else, have a good day. Oh, he just left. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could give my, um, since he left, because I was going to do it after, because I usually like to do it after, but I'll do it right now. It's, I can see from his perspective, living in Western Ukraine, I can see it from his perspective. And so many corrupt politicians and stuff, it's hard to, to like trust politicians. 
And this is the type of things that I myself um, have talked about here on this podcast and also like in activism as well, too, that the importance of the matter is, is that you want the working class to take power. My only issue, as I also explained to him and said it, that clearly the U.S. is involved and they are effing up their democracy. Um, he sees it as is Russia or Russia which I get because they're in war. He's at war with another country right now. Imagine that mindset when you are invaded and you don't know what's fully going on because you're working your job. All you want to do is protect your family. And then you're hearing people on the other side saying it's this and that. You're going you're gonna to be like, no, I need to protect me and mine. So this is the way things has to go. So I get from his perspective. I want to have somebody else come on that's from a different region. Um, this he's from the western region, so I'm gonna have somebody come on from the eastern region who is a uh, Russian ethnic, uh, speaking Ukrainian, so they could give their perspective. And you know, this is just an opportunity for us to get a full understanding here in the United States of what's really going on, instead of hearing whatever our media that is controlled that literally acts like state media gives. This is literally what I want to do. So. I really don't want to hear anybody be like, oh, you went and got somebody that's pro-coup and all this stuff. Look, he called it a revolution. Yes, maybe he is pro that regime. He said that the the, the predecessor before the regime president was is now illegal. I don't agree with that because I know that sovereignty is sovereignty. And when another entity takes over another state, that state is illegal. So... That's just basic politics right there. You can't say a cool regime is legal, but he's a working class man, so give him a break. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know that that's a that's a legal regime, and it actually became a legal regime when Zelensky was, um, when Zelensky was elected. Why? Because Zelensky was actually elected by the people. He wasn't a cool president. <laughs> So he's right and wrong in that perspective when you think about it. If Zelensky sees that as his way and he supports Zelensky, he's going to think it that way. But it's not. that's not the case. So we're going to recontinue this conversation. Um, I'm going to have somebody else come on that is um, Russian ethnic. And <laughs> shit, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And everybody have a good day. Period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims. Whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system. Or else you're just another villain. Hey, everyone. If you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever deletion you feel. 
uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link bar, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day.